Parsons. And I'm Shauna West. Welcome to the Creative Exponent Podcast. This is a place where we talk about discovering, upholding, and sharing your creativity. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode three of season two of the Creative Exponent. And this season's been great so far. I don't, mm-hmm. I, I don't know about you, Shauna, but I've been getting fantastic yep. feedback from people who have listened to the yep. first two episodes, saying like they're the best ever, and which is so funny, for- isn't it? <laughs> like I feel like we did the same exact thing, you know. But it's, well, it's been I, great. I think we're learning. I think we're getting yeah. more folk. Yeah, you know, we're getting into our stride. We're, yeah. you know, I don't know. I think we're learning how to do podcasts better. But as I cleared um, my I throat. Think- Right. <laughs> we still have to breathe, okay? We we can't help it. Yes. Yeah. And I I think it's also maybe the topics too, yeah. like kind of resonated with people, especially this time of year when you're trying to kind yeah. of get yourself going and trying new things mm-hmm. and all of that. So uh so today we're talking about why not and just the importance of, you know, we we talk about asking why questions. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing this? But I think it's also important to ask, um, well, well, why not? What, yeah. What's what's really holding me back here? What's yeah. it really, where where am I hesitant really? And mm-hmm. so um, we're, we're going to talk about that. And I'm, I'm excited about this. I know you are, Shauna. This kind of came out of you. So do you yeah. want to share like where, <laughs> where yes. this it, you know, kind of idea came from? What's funny is I actually, I searched it on my blog last night just to see <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm a little bit halfway sick, everybody, so just bear with me today. Me too. Uh, I'm going to yeah. be slightly sniffly. I'm going to try not to, though. Yes, I know. It's, yeah, good luck just to, dis- to us. Disclaimer. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I, you know, it was, I think it was back in, I'm trying to remember the year, maybe 2010, um, that I decided to homeschool my kids uh, for a season. And oh, yeah, I remember that. <clears throat> yep. And so, Anyway, I, I did write a post, and the title of it is "Why Not," and and I talked about just the, you know, the question itself. And I did the first time. I mean, obviously, I've heard that question before, <laughs> but but it resonated with me in watching um, the movie with Matt Damon. We bought a zoo, and mm-hmm. I think because I was in a place with our family that it just felt like there was this thing gnawing at me, and I couldn't quite work up the nerve to do what I sort of knew I needed to do, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, my son was really struggling in school and and just uh, we later came to find out that he, uh, you know, is on the autism spectrum. And anyway, I just had no idea what was going on, but I, so I felt him pulling away and, and really beginning to struggle emotionally and uh, not as much academically as emotionally. And I wanted to homeschool them. And anyway, I watched this movie and during this time, during that season where I was just weighing, what do I do? How do I do this? I, you know, I don't want him coming home uh, every day and, you know, feeling these ways. Maybe I need to do something drastically different for a time. But, you know, just a side note, just to say, because I think in our creative work, it's the same way. That for me was like saying, I want to go to Mars 
badly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I I didn't. Now, I know in today's world, homeschooling's kind of a cool thing people do. It was still not very cool back then, you know, mm-hmm. and and I had never other than I had one of my very best friends, you know, had her family had homeschooled them, but you know, I was not I was not in that world. I didn't know anyone, you know, in it. Uh it was not not something that was very common around uh where I live and so it just felt uh, completely foreign, and it was terrifying. Um, and I watched this movie, and, you know, it's based on a true story, so I think that's why it resonated more, you know, with me mm-hmm. than than just if it were a, a regular motion picture. But, you know, he decides that he is buying this property that happens to be this old rundown zoo, you know, and everyone, I mean, his brother, who's played by Thomas Hayden Church, who's Good Lord, how great is he? But anyway, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like, what are you doing, man? And one of one of the, you know, the themes throughout the movie is how he used that tiny question all throughout his life and it led him to the greatest things. And, you know, one of the the staffers at the zoo, you know, was just interrogating him and asking him, why in the world did you do this? You know, you have no idea what you're doing. You're in way over your head. You certainly don't have the money to do this, you know, and he just grinned, you know, and said, why not? You know, and I Mm -hmm. remember watching that. And I guess, you know, when you're when we are in tune with our creativity, we're just, I'm very, things pull at me hard. I don't know if it's the writer in me or the creative in general in me, but I'm, if I connect to it, man, it's going to hit me down to my bones. Like I've got my hands moving right now while we're talking, you know, because (laughs) it does. Shana's very, very animated right now. (laughs) I am, you know, and it did. It just struck me. And I remember thinking, how flipping beautiful is that? You know, like mm. how, why not? You know, I'm I'm spending so much time thinking about why I should do this or what to do. And oh my gosh, how do I, how do I do this? And when I ask myself that question, it's like, it forced me to, to look at the worst case possible scenario and decide if yeah. I could face it, you know? Uh, and so that question has become sort of a, it's important to me. I, I want to look at why, and I want to look at why not, too. So that's where it came from. Yeah, yeah I love that. And I think it's, so he, here's what I want to point out to people who are, like, skeptical, because <laughs> um, because I think sometimes being like, well, why not? Like, not necess- maybe going on the reverse side, not necessarily giving a list of compelling reasons, mm-hmm. but saying, like, well, there's there's not... I don't feel like there's a good reason not to do it, even though logically there were a lot of good reasons for him not to do it. It's upheaval for his family. It could be his financial ruin. It's unstable. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, there's nothing really logical about (laughs) buying buying a a zoo property when you have no idea what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And it's not even like open and running. So it's not even something that's profitable. So, um, (laughs) So I think it's easy to look at that kind of thing. And, and the story became a movie because, you know, there was some level of success with it. It, yeah. it didn't end up in, um, at least at the end of the movie, it didn't end up in financial ruin yeah. or anything like that. So I think um, I think you asked that question, um, just like we ask all questions, maybe not really knowing the answer, but, but being willing to explore it. Yes. Being willing yeah. to explore that answer. And actually, while you were telling the story, 
something came to mind of um, it's in the documentary The West by Ken Burns. Mm-hmm. I love his documentaries. He yeah. does such an amazing job telling human stories mm-hmm. to tell the larger story of history. Yeah. And in the story of the gold rush, he tells a story of a of a young man from I think he was from New England mm-hmm. who took a boat all the way around like the southern tip of South America mm-hmm. to get to California um to be a part of the gold rush and mm-hmm. And it was a disaster the whole time. It was expensive. He never <laughs> found gold. He, you know, it, he was just in precarious positions most mm-hmm. of the time. Like it just, it was not successful. It wasn't this fairy tale ending. But um, when they, and kind of as they tell his story and as he goes home sort of, you know, in, in failure, um, the way they ended is as he grew old, he always told those stories mm-hmm. of being a part of the gold rush. Um, yeah. so I want to say like, even we love those stories of success. And when we say like, well, why not? And then it ended up being this great successful thing. And then sure. we use that as a good example to, to ask that question. But, um, you know, things can result in failure, but it's all a part of the experience of our lives. And I think asking why not can bring you to much more interesting places than just asking why. And I think it can Mm -hmm. also bring out the, you know, for for you for homeschooling. Well, why wouldn't why wouldn't you do that? You know, maybe it's because like I'm afraid of what people would think. I feel Mm -hmm. like I'm incapable of doing it. I feel like, you know my kids will be socially awkward and right. I'll have to start wearing jean jumpers <laughs> so, like that total like 1980s stereotypical homeschooled stuff you know right maybe your why nots are like completely you realize how silly and irrelevant right. they are how how yes. like unimportant like how unimportant it is like in your child's education, right. like what some stranger who reads your blog might think about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, but yet totally. sometimes, yes, yeah, sometimes that's what we allow to stop us. Yes. Well, so, that's, yes, that's it. I think it's that you, by, like you said, by exploring the answers to that question, you are, you are forced to sort of push your fears, you know, aside, you're, it's, it's at least yeah. bringing an awareness because it's bringing an awareness to those fears because often the why nots are the fears, you know? So yes. it, it's the fear yeah. and the insecurity and the, you know, oh my gosh, let me just the worrisome nature of our minds, you know, and, and it does at least force you to look at those answers for whatever it is. I had the same thing, you know, which, you know, we we're going to talk about that. You know, it's, I had the same thing when opening my store. I think why not, and I'm sure you've had moments like this too, you know, forces you to almost go against sometimes, only sometimes. Cause you know, like Marion said, we're not saying throw all caution to the wind. And, but there are these moments I think in our lives where in our creative work with our families, um, just in our lives in general, where, there is something, <laughs> as I say it, I'm laughing at myself. Something is kind of calling to us, you know, do this, try mm. this, this matters, be this, you know. And I believe that sometimes we have to almost go against the sound, quote, practical advice of, of some in our lives mm-hmm. to get there because a lot of times, 
I guess I would just encourage you, don't ever confuse or learn how to distinguish between practical advice and fear, because often they look the same, you know? Yeah. Just, and people yeah. impose their fears on you. Yes. Like they're afraid of financial instability. Yes. And what you're doing looks like financial instability yeah. to them. And it's scary. So they advise you not to do it. Yeah. So, yeah, I think when actually asking why not. So in the movie of, of We Bought a Zoo, it's a little bit it's a little bit flippant, a mm-hmm. little bit like sure. just, well, why not? You know, why, why not do it? A little naive yeah. maybe. Um, but I think asking why not can actually be a way to protect yourself because yeah. when you ask why not and you say, okay, well this, why not go participate in the gold rush? Because it could result in my <laughs> death. I could start, like there are a variety of things that could happen. We could be shipwrecked, We whatever. Right. I may never get home. I might never see my family again. So by asking that, like he, he would have been able to say, okay, this, the, the cost is too much. So Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. Uh, But he looked at those, if he asked himself that question, looked at those and said, you know, that's, I can live with all of that. This is, this to me is worth it. So I think it, um, it can even um, kind of bolster your resolve and it can make you understand the dangers of it. So like in opening a shop, why not open a shop? Well, (laughs) could fail. <laughs> it yeah. could. And I actually remember having a conversation about this that yeah. you said, you know, we, we bought all the stock and we did all the renovating mm-hmm. of the, the, um, shop, the physical shop space and everything. And, you know, at the end of it, if nobody buys anything, we have a whole bunch of decor stuff and right. furniture that we really love. Right. We'll just put it all at our house and, yeah. you know, remember the time we opened a shop and it didn't work, but it yeah. did work for you. So it did. But I think asking yourself why not can really be a protective question too, um, especially yeah. when you're feeling pulled to something and you're super excited and maybe mm-hmm. you're just not wanting to look at the reasons why not yeah. to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I think, you know, for me, creatively, man, creatively, now that I think about it, I, that that question has played a huge part in my world. Mm-hmm. It really has. I mean... People ask me the same question, why would you, when I was talking about not blogging anymore, you know, when I was talking about uh, shutting my shop down, you know, uh, there are so many moments, in, uh, certainly in opening, in opening one, uh, in opening a second location, uh, you know, the book, why would you do that? Because you can't share the content for nearly a year while you're working on it, you know, are you sure that that's a good idea? All those things that are very, um, they're very limiting. Those kinds of fears are very limiting. And so it's not that we're saying be flippant. It's be aware of your motivations. You know, your, the factors in which you come <clears throat> to your decision. What is actually leading you there? Is it the full process or is it only staying inside the spot that feels really safe and really comfortable and why can keep you there. It can, it doesn't always, but it can. So it's just worth being, you know, aware of that. And, you know, I would have never opened that store and, you know, that was, um, I mean, financially and fulfillment uh, wise in my life, that was certainly one of the most successful things, quote, successful things I've Mm -hmm. ever experienced. Uh, You know, it, it opened my, 
it opened my eyes to so many possibilities of, of what I could do if I wanted to do it, if I felt that it was right. At the time, it was a wonderful thing for my family. Uh, it was something I remember enjoying with my children very much. You know, there are so many, like I've got pictures of my kids, you know. <laughs> I was just thinking that, like sitting on the floor playing yeah. with stuff or standing behind yeah. the counter. There I mean, just are. these, yeah. yeah, just good moments in there. And to be honest with you, I was still in that store creatively when I hit probably the most difficult time in my life. And that place and those four walls, you know, they may, it made a big impact on my life, you know, and, mm -hmm. and what I believe now and who I am. And I'm not saying every choice in our creative life carries that much weight, but you never really know until you look back, you know, that's that whole hindsight thing. You know, just like yeah. I'm sure some of your endeavors, you look back and you think, if I had just asked why and not said, well, why am I really afraid to do this? You know, why, why not? You know? Oh, yeah. There, there are several instances I can think of where I felt pulled to do something. Yeah. And I didn't because of really a pretty small fear. Like sure, yeah. maybe two, you know, but I mean by small, like the fear was big and big mm -hmm. enough to keep me from doing something that I felt like it would have been really good to do. I would have really enjoyed it. Um, but small meaning like it was just over little things. And if I had stopped and taken that time mm -hmm. to say, why am I not doing this? Yeah. Um, I would have recognized that and said, but I think I also think, so we're talking about this from like Sean is in her late thirties. I'm in my early forties mm -hmm. and we're talking about this, I think with some level of maturity under our belts, of course we still have <laughs> more maturing left to do, but yes, um, do. you know, and I don't know when you're early on, you know, when you're in your twenties or your early thirties, I don't know if you're, um, I don't know if you're slowing down enough to ask some of those yeah. questions. Um, yeah. But and and but anyway, I I wish that I had taken that time yeah. to ask that. I think I would have done a few things differently. But yeah. and and I do see how the times when I just it wasn't what I was doing didn't seem reasonable or normal or smart or mm -hmm. <laughs> any of those like starting a blog again. Like we talked about, it was it was a joke. We talked about that right. what like last episode or two two episodes ago. Um, Anyway, it was just, it was just kind of a joke, and and I really was laughed like literally laughed at oh, at gosh, times yeah. when I said I was starting a blog or I'm a blogger, and um, you know, but I really did feel like you know, well, it was why not, and it was like, well, if if it doesn't go anywhere, I've at least kind of experience being a part yeah. of this world. I've learned that I really like writing. I've, it's given me a reason to take pictures of things, which I've enjoyed photography for a long time. Mm -hmm. So it kind of gave me an excuse to use those skills and to um, make them even better. And yeah. so even if it didn't work, it, it was making me a better person. It was building yeah. into who, who I was going to be. So, um, yeah, I, I see times when I asked why not and moved ahead anyway against, you know, practicality. Mm -hmm. Those are really good moves. And then, the t and then, you know, who knows what opportunities I've missed because I allowed some small fears that may or may not have been even legitimate, um, mm -hmm. just 
make me not do something. Yeah. And a couple of those things were like were really, really good opportunities <laughs> that I just said yes. no to. <laughs> yes. I'm sure you've had those too. Uh, like great certain, opportunities. Yeah. That's just I like. I certainly have. I, yeah. you know, <laughs> I remember this was actually just a couple of years ago and I've never told you this, but I'll, I'll give you an example of why sometimes it's important to ask why not. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and i I feel like this happens every Friday and not other weekdays, but I do hear the dog is nuts downstairs. So everybody, <laughs> I'm Oliver, not hearing him. we're going to post a photo of him on the blog so that everybody just can, you know, hello, I'm Oliver. Uh, this is what he looks like. You just say yep. hello to him. Um, so a few years ago, I guess it was two years ago, I was the uh, CEO of a, a fashion brand for a time and it led because I was consulting and doing business consulting with this company and uh, long story short we were in the process of we had launched um, just a women's empowerment collection so it was like fashion t-shirts and mainly you know and there were all and they you know it benefited charities and all that stuff so it was it was a great cool um, cool company and I found myself (laughs) in conversations with CSNBC for um, like a, <laughs> for one of their most popular uh, television shows, you know, and I'm not going to, you know, disclose all the, all the information, but you know, I sort of, I remember thinking this just feels so, you know, now I say, this is what, what I said. It feels kind of, you know, um, like, kitschy, you know what I mean? And sort of inauthentic. Mm -hmm. And that was sort of what I used to stop myself from really pursuing it for the company, which would have been for me too, you know, um, an opportunity for me as well. And I look back and I think, you absolute moron. Like, why (laughs) didn't you just do it? You know, you've done that before. It's not like that was a scary think you literally got in the way because you kind of couldn't get over yourself you know you were Mm. and it's just like it would have been really smart I think in that moment to say okay why not like why are you saying this is so quote bad what is bad about this what is smarmy about this what's what feels uh, and at least explore it you know instead of now looking back a couple years later and feeling like, man, that could have been an incredible financial opportunity in the long run. Now, we'll never know, but, you know, yeah. why didn't I do that kind of thing? It's just, yeah. So there you go. There's just case I, after case of that for me. I like how you're putting that, though, that how, like, you you got in your own way. You oh, got, yeah. you know, you were stuck in your head. You kind of allowed whatever those fears or hesitations were dictate Mm -hmm. your behavior and then, you know, and then you didn't, you didn't do it. And so I think stopping and asking those, asking why, asking why not those two questions paired together, um, can really like help avoid some of those regrettable decisions Mm -hmm. or non-decisions that happen. So yeah, yeah, I, um, I really, I like that. I'm going to, because I haven't asked why not a whole lot. I mean, sometimes, but I think this conversation, it's going to make me a lot more intentional about doing that. Because I think it's easier to see the, um, it's easier to see them in hindsight, of course. I mean, everything's much clearer when we can look back on it and say like, oh, 
I yeah. should have done that. Well, um, and I think this is know, the horse I should have bet on. Right. Know? And I think that that is, that's very true. And so I wouldn't, I would say, don't go back now and look at all your decisions and be like, oh my gosh, these are all the ones that I should have asked that question. Just let it go. Here's how many We're, times yep. I've blown it. We are, we are past that. So let's drop all those. But I think here's when I think you definitely should ask it. If you find yourself creatively, and obviously in your life too, but creatively, if you find yourself in your in your work wanting to try something new or, or to continue doing something that everyone else is telling you is archaic and done, and you need at that, if you feel that gnawing and that, that calling, that pull to do something, there's a yeah. reason you're feeling it. That, guys, is called your intuition. You got to listen to your intuition. So... Because it's yours. This is you. And I remember, we've said this a ton. Your creative work is you spilling forth. You will come out of it. I mean, like it or not, mm. you will come out of it. So, you know, you've got to listen to, to yourself in those moments. And that's when it's worth exploring that question to say, well, why not? What am I afraid of? What are they, you know, what are they telling me? Because there's often a they. And, and if you find yourself asking why not, there's probably a they <laughs> that's telling you many yes. reasons why you shouldn't. <laughs> yes. And I think this is that especially comes out when you're sharing your work online oh, in yeah. any capacity, whether oh, it's yeah. for a hobby or for a part of your business. Um, yeah. That that what are what are the followers going to say how mm -hmm. are they going to react are they going to like yeah. this are they not going to like this what are yeah. um and yeah. i i find that um yeah that i've made a lot of decisions based on that what i what i'm afraid people are going to say how they're going to respond yeah. and then i don't do something and even that's something we talked about at the end of season 1 that i want to get away yeah. from i want to create from a place which I, I do create from a place of authenticity but it's it's filtered a little bit more than it should be because I'm a, sure. I'm nervous about how people are going to respond to it yeah um, and not that I just want to go and you know I think a filter is a good thing but yes but when it's when it's um, the filter becomes stifling and it's not serving you Yes. Um, then, you know, you need to, to reevaluate um, that, definitely. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's certainly important to have a filter, <laughs> you know, there's, <laughs> it's like we just, I mean, you know, like we just said, it's, it's not about, you know, throwing the filter away. It's about, I think, maybe incorporating this into your filter, you know, so that you make yeah, sure. that's a good way to put it. Yeah, so that you make sure you're not just being led well, by both guys, like by only your dreams or only your fears, there is a balance. There's a, there's a happy, <laughs> there's a happy balance to be, to be led by the things that you long for and that you just can't lay down. And, and also by the, the practical, you know, let me think this through moments, you know, mm -hmm. but we don't want to be led, you know, only by the things that we're afraid of, you know, because I do, I do believe that really as creatives, and you know, we all, we believe we're all creative. Uh, so as humans, we just tend to be really, really driven by, you know, like we talked about a couple times ago, or maybe in resilience, you know, our fears and where we've been, our past experiences, and we have to, we have to be really active to, to push through that, you know, to, 
to look at the things that are scary and sort of take the, you know, like we talked about, I know in the first season, sort of turning the lights on to the monster, you know, like what is really scary about this? <laughs> what is, right? you know, oh, it's, it's really just a just coat a, rack. Yeah. It's not a monster. <laughs> it's really okay. <laughs> I, can, I can do this, you know? Um, and I think the question, why not, like we said earlier, will hopefully it forces us to, to look at the worst case scenario and evaluate what would be the worst that would happen? And we talk about that in, um, and we're actually releasing a lot of our content uh, on YouTube right now and on our, you know, Instagram channel, on, on Instagram live videos and IGTV live. So we talk about that in some of the videos we shot together where, you know, you you have to sort of remove that, you know, that fear and that that big monster in the room, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and you have to, look past that and and evaluate why am I making the decisions I'm making? You know, am I am I being thoughtful or am I just afraid? You know, and that's mm. it's a big deal to be able to to evaluate those things, you know, in our minds as we as we make decisions really thoughtfully and we're we're, you know, led in in new places because you never know what will happen, where you'll wind think- up. You know, this just kind of came to mind. I think that would be a really great exercise that when you ask why and you ask why not, then um, sort of categorize each of those, especially with the why nots, categorize each of those and be like, okay, this is a legitimate fear. This is just anxiety. This is just made up. This is this is the coat rack that I think is a monster, (laughs) you know, kind of um, categorizing them. And I think that helps you see like, okay. There's a couple of legitimate fears here that right. I can, but but here's my response to them. Kind of gives you a, a very analytical way mm-hmm. to, to look at the things you want to do. Um, and then all the whys, those are usually where all the the dreams and the hopes and kind of the, mm-hmm. the excitement about the project. That's, you know, this will make a lot of money. This will be successful. This will be the thing that grows. This will yeah. be the thing that gets me into the gallery or this will be... You know, those are all the dreams that are kind of out there. And then looking at, too, like, okay, which ones really are feasible? And then breaking them down further into Mm -hmm. actionable goals like we talked about two weeks ago. Um, I think that this really helps you kind of build out a web of what supports and what actually, um, like, what what are the potholes? And then what are the things Mm -hmm. that maybe you're being a little too over- excited about that it's yep. really not very realistic um yeah. and then what are you afraid of that's really not very realistic so it can yeah. kind of center you I think and I think so you. too and yeah. I you know I think just something to import you know it probably important to note just keep in mind you know if you're kind of a skeptic with this sort of line of questioning or you know if you find yourself in that place of uh just really, really being reserved and having a lot of hesitation in new things or, you know, just sticking with your own, you know, your own intuition, your own gut. Uh, Just keep in mind, fear is just as much an emotion as like uh, being a dreamer, you know, fear is Mm -hmm. also an emotion, you know, so just understand that it's not just emotional if you're someone who's led by your dreams. It's also making decisions from a place of emotion if you're really led by your fears. So you've got to find the balance of both, you know, where fear turns into caution and dreams turn into vision. You know, that's, mm. man, I liked that line, if I do say I so I like myself. that line, too. <laughs> 
just kind of spilled out. (laughs) (laughs) But it's true, you know, where they become a a balanced place, you know, and they're not just these woohoo, you know, moments or oh my gosh, you know, it's yeah, it's a place of balance. We're all trying to be more balanced people, (laughs) more balanced individuals. Yes, we are. Um, (laughs) So today's creative contraption, we're actually talking about a really good resource um, because it's not just one thing. uh, But I really love, once I started oil painting, um, a few people had recommended Rosemary & Co. to me as a good resource for brushes. They're out of the U.K., they have um, very thoughtful brushes. They collaborate with a lot of artists to create things like a dagger, which sounds violent, but it's this wonderful brush that you can use to create really nice hard edges. Um, they've got natural bristle brushes. Um, uh, what What's the, I can't, I'm like having a moment. I can't think of the name. Synthetic. There we okay, go. I was like, it I don't even know what train of thought we're trying to hit or I'd help You're you. Like, she's having a stroke right now. <laughs> Anyway, they have natural and synthetic bristle brushes and um, just very thoughtful um, uh, collections for oil, acrylic, watercolor, all sorts of things. So if you're looking for brushes, I would suggest, um, and you don't know about them, I would suggest going to check them out. The other thing is they're inexpensive when you compare them to other brushes um, Mm -hmm. that you can buy elsewhere. Um, they're, they're pretty inexpensive, reasonably priced. So oh, that's, that's I'll have to, I've never used them. So I'll have to check that out. Oh, there, that's my number one brush resource. I buy all just caution. If you love brushes, you just, you're just going to get super excited when you oh, see gosh. their website. <laughs> oh no. Well, okay. yeah. Warning. warning. So, okay. Save up before clicking. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the nice thing is like a, some of the brushes, there's like, they're like $2 oh, or something. Well, that's so then good. you're like, yeah. oh, well, I'll get three yeah. of those. Right. <laughs> right. So next week, I'm so excited. We're oh, having our yeah. first guest. Yes. Um, we're going to be talking with Jean Oliver, which if you don't know her, first of all, she's just a creative force. She has been in the creative business world for a long time. She mm-hmm. has a community where she offers art classes taught by various um artists experts super inspiring people she does a great job of like kind of nosing out those people who are not only really talented but also very generous they really want to share and she's like that she's super generous and um we're going to talk with her about being there's ollie again hi ollie (laughs) we're going to talk about um being an apprentice (laughs) and um just how that's been a tradition that's been carried out in the arts for generations and how it's still Mm -hmm. very relevant today so yeah should be great so we'll see you next time thanks so much for listening to the creative exponent podcast our original theme was written by a walker spring and recorded by ellie swope and johan wagner and if you like the creative exponent please subscribe and leave us a review you can find us at www.thecreativeexponent.com And you can also send us an email at hello at creativeexponent.com.